Welcome, welcome coaches, teachers, parents, and medical professionals. You are listening to Larissa Mills and my podcast, At The Table. I am the founder of iParentGen.com, and today and every day, we are going to discuss how families and schools are managing technology and raising children and teaching them. We are also going to listen to how technology is impacting athletes and their level of sport. So let's get to it. Stay tuned and please call in with your questions or join us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram. But parents, you are not alone. There are courses, articles, and videos on my website. Please sign up for free. So let's get listening. Hi there, everybody. I'm here on iParentGen.com. I'm Larissa and I'm here with my friend, Cindy. Hello, Cindy. How are you? Cindy is a physiotherapist. I can't even read your list of uh, credentials here, Cindy. It's like a mile long. Um, you are a physiotherapist. You went to Queens. You went to U of T. You worked with the orthopedic surgeons and therapists. You have done your, and uh, the McConnell taping vestibular work as well, right? You did that. Yeah. Yeah. Acupuncture. And you did your rehabilitation and concussion uh, therapy with that, with the McConnell. So you, you have a lot of experience. <laughs> 20, 27 years. 27. Really? You don't look old enough. I plus four because at U of T, when I was a student, I was chosen to be part of U of T yeah. clinic for all the yeah. athletes. So I was a trainer for men's varsity rugby for two years, two years plus women's hockey, and then yeah. varsity football. So 31 years, I guess. And then we met. And then I needed someone for our uh, my other series, which I'm doing which is how are cell phones impacting athletes and their level of sport. And Cindy is speaking to the injuries and why are they happening and are concussions actually healing as quickly as they should or not, or how are cell phones affecting this? So I'm going to start right away, Cindy. Ready? Excellent. Okay. Okay. So have you noticed in your practice for the last 20, you said 27 years, I still don't believe you. (laughs) Um, Children that should be healthy are coming in injured when they shouldn't be? Well, definitely. I was, I was looking back yeah. at a course I took, the neuroradiologist at UH. Yeah. Just ran a three-hour course. And when I graduated years ago, we would start getting degenerative disc disease, which is just wearing away of our vertebral bodies by the age of 25 in our neck. Mm-hmm. So this, this was actually 2009. I didn't find updated uh, information. So now children at the age of 12 are getting degenerative disc diseases. And it's oh from gosh. a, a heavier backpack. They're carrying to school as well. Mm-hmm. And the research shows due to inactivity, it's actually weight gain that's more of a precursor to their, their whole health concept than, than inactivity. It's the weight gain and the sitting postures that are causing right. the repetitive. As I sit eating. straight up. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> right? Okay. So when we were young, I, was, I remember being at my son's soccer and I had them climbing trees and his mother was reprimanding. I know, so I know. Everyone's so singular in their sports and right. I've trained competitive North London soccer teams and there's so much muscle imbalance that goes on. Do you think it's because, and here's my, my latest stats, um, apparently the Canadian Pediatric Society has said that kids are spending um, approximately four to eight hours a day. And this is pre-COVID. This is not a COVID stat. Parents are spending four to five hours a day on their phone. So that's approximately 80 hours a month that parents and children are not spending time together and that children are not being athletic. 
do you think that this sedentary lifestyle is affecting their overall um, musculature and their growth and their ligaments and how that they're moving? Uh, they're saying that they don't even have proprioception, some of the kids coming in to JKSK. Is that, would you agree with that or what do you feel? Oh, definitely. Because they're sitting in these positions for, like you said, now it's minimum yeah. four to five hours. Yeah. And their flexors get shortened and you'll see their SI joints, their piriformis muscles get really, really long and weak. So they're kind of in this hunched forward position. Yep. And a lot of forward head posture. So our head weighs 25 pounds anyway. And if yeah. our erector spinae aren't working properly, you get abnormal bone growth and positional changes from sitting in awkward position. So holding your neck great and just looking at your phone, that adds another 25 pounds. But then if you read a text, it's 27 pounds. And it goes all the way to 60 if you're actually reading an email. So that's just 60 degrees of flexion will add. The yeah, so, so if I were to go this way for everybody who's listening and watching, this is tape. So you're talking about the head being in an anterior position, so flexing, right? Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Just to tell everybody what's going on. Yeah. And then it goes to 40. And once you're actually reading a text yeah. or an email, it goes to 60. So it's, prevention mm. is really key on. And what would you like parents to start doing to prevent this? Because this is preventative. These are athletes who even I see um, in high school. Um, or even in elementary school, who are not coordinated. They used to be much more coordinated, and now they are not coordinated. What can we do as, as parents? Well, it starts as, as the parent. So what kind of food are you eating, and how are you <laughs> spending your time? I feel yeah. like we live in a winter climate, so we're Canadian. Why not go out and build snow forts and play and play in the woods and walk through rivers and yep. create their proprioception, walk on logs when it's raining, put a right. rain suit on and right. just play we've missed that free free play i used to tell the kids just get as dirty as you can it just right you that's what we do hence the line day. of dirty shoes on our backyard fence <laughs> because the kids because our friends all go fishing right you know that you know our neighbors and they all the kids go down and they're all fishing for three hours a day it's excellent right and they even take my little one i couldn't pray for anything else right right and just walking through the woods your ankle proprioception, where you are in space, you step yeah. on little trees. Um, for our audience and our listeners, um, Cindy, can you explain to them what proprioception is and why it's important? So injuries happen when you don't know where your body is in space. So a child may be genetically endowed to be a really quick runner, so they're put on a soccer team, yet they don't really have the skill level to perform at that level, and they are not knowing where their bodies are in space, so they're they're getting injured. So although they're taught technique they don't have the proper found fundamentals you know where they are in space so for instance you're lifting your arm forward you have them lift it forward and they're over here to the side they don't really know where their arms are yeah i'm seeing this running like these kids are running on the schoolyard and it's like you know how forrest gump runs <laughs> right like right straight like this great progress these kids are like flailing and and they can't get to the ball and they can't catch and they can't throw and they can't aim I, I mean, even in volleyball, when I tell them, do you know where your left foot is, your right foot, your hips, your left hand, your right hand goes back and how you have to swing through, it's actually core that right is, is really what helps in an overhand serve. These kids, they, they come forward more and down because they're flexing more. It's really interesting to see them and it's hard to break that, that habit. Even elite soccer player, I don't want to just high level competitive soccer players, yep. they have 
really, really weak core and weak back piriformis, and they're they're in that strong flexion position. Hockey players are great though because they have more of that external rotation to their hip. Yeah, because they can go out. They're just getting weight specific, and they're they're not cross trained. And you talk to coaches that want to um, recruit; they love the multi athlete. It's interesting that you just brought that up. And they're lateral. It's funny you you just said that because just yesterday I was talking with a recruiter for NCAA, and so this recruiter who who I'm going to be interviewing was saying exactly what you just hit the nail on the head is that they're actually, and they interviewed me because they want all the kids in London who are 13 years old playing four sports right now. If they're not playing four sports right now, they almost don't want to look at the kid in grade 12 because they know that that kid who's just playing soccer, 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 soccer for five years will be more injured or won't be in that level in grade 12. So he's saying to me that if your son is in more than three sports right now, he has a better chance of being in an NCAA school in any sport after that, because that, those are their newest statistics coming through. I thought that was amazing. Well, and my daughter almost, she was an NCAA, but then it was the yeah, NIA yeah. coach that, that they love that she played triple sports. And where was I going to go with this triple sports? Oh, their growth. Cross, so yeah, yeah, cross, is, yeah. I'm the national team for um, Canada, yeah. the physio. Kids really shouldn't be doing these high-level runnings in grade six. It's crazy. Because their growth plates aren't formed, and they have stress fractures and injuries. I see a lot of Oshkid Schlatters as well from everything. And because, I mean, we're a Canadian country, really versed on hockey, it's so funneled that they don't have time to play triple sports. It's interesting because you just said that because our little guy, the little one that you met, um, he has, what do you call the Oshkid Schlatters, but in the heels, so he has severs? Oh, yes. Yeah. So it only, it, right now he's good, but I tell you, this kid would run cross country, do hockey, do soccer. But the more we put him on the ice, it helped his soccer. And the more he played basketball, it seemed to help the other, like the more he cross trains, the more he plays other sports, and the more he just swims, just fools around. That's why COVID has been kind of good because he's been able to play every sport and just relax, you know, just, just play. Cause they can't come inside. Right. So, you know, of so course, all, all the family yeah. doctors and doctors yeah. are like, COVID, COVID's good to get them outside. <laughs> Our children are a complete reflection of us. I do know, though, they do model certain behavior. And if you can just... Yes, they do. And even if it's just on the weekends to shorten your work hours and just... Um, some people have dogs and- I know. Okay, so a next question I really want an answer to, because I know you've seen tons of this. Um, I have a lot of families that have children that come in with gaming addiction and they're gaming all night till 3 a.m. They're playing all day. Even the parents are bringing them food while they're gaming so they don't get off their quest. Now, what injuries are you seeing primarily from gaming addiction and how can we help? Text neck is huge just from their head forward. Like forward sitting like this, like if I sit forward like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The neck okay. is, is I'm, I'm writing this down. Oh, the back is, um, yeah. It's not as prevalent, but the low, low back injury is all these injuries are usually 32% neck. And I think it was 26% back and then 20% with wrist injuries. Like, like, cause they have so the controllers, right? And I can't even okay, use so them. <laughs> I can't even use the controller. <laughs> and that is occurring as well. And then tennis elbow from elbow. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of that. 
right. And rotator cuff from the positioning because they're always in impingement motion mm -hmm. and they're so that is quite prevalent as well. Yeah, what parent? Yeah, nice go to ahead. be on the same. So just not having computers or TVs in their bedrooms and mm -hmm. not a bedtime. Yeah, homework after school and just. Did you read my website? I just said on in an article how technology-free rooms are the new way that you've got to go because kids are in their rooms gaming, watching TV up all night, and they're not on their own without a phone. They're not happy, right? They have to have something, and that's really a sign of an issue. It's really a sign of something else going on in the mind. So we, I encourage all, all technology on the main floor, an alarm clock in their bedroom, so that these athletes are even coming to me and you that have been playing gaming till 3 a.m. And so they can't focus at their practice. They're not ready for the ball. They're not ready to dig. They're not ready. They're like, what? Yeah, here's serve. Comes, hits them in the head. They are just not even awake. So do you think maybe some of this new technology that we're seeing and keeping them up at night is actually causing sort of injuries that are more fatigue-based? Oh, cognitively, you definitely become impaired when you're not getting the proper sleep. Right. Like, do you see injuries coming? Because they're just fatigued and they're not even paying attention, right? And you do. Yeah. yeah, those are kids that also get concussed because they're, they're... Okay, that's my next question. Okay, my next question. Okay. So I have had several children as on my team. I have seen in high schools the protocols, some of them, you know them in detail, I do not. Um, when a child comes to you and has a concussion, um, normally how long would a healthy child take to recover from, a let's say, a, a mild concussion? It's interesting because... A lot of physicians and physios are not versed in proper concussion treatment. Mm -hmm. So they just say, oh, and you'll be fine in two weeks. Yeah. And so there's a huge education push. Your husband's an eMERGE doctor through the eMERGE so that they're educated on the SCAT-5 because it's 80% yes. effective, the SCAT-5, to say this is a concussion and these are yes. the protocols to with. Yeah. Awareness is, is huge to know what's going on and then following protocol. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, a how, so how, so if they come to you, is it like eight weeks maybe that a child will well, be Some of the athletes come right away because they want to play again. Yes. So yeah. it's um, vestibular eye movement that you're testing as well. A lot of times their eyes aren't tracking, their balance is off. Off, their yeah. Short-term memory is off, their concentration's off, headache, dizzy, nausea. And so there's a big scale. So you can tell when it's mild and if it's intermittent, then, then, then usually some neck dysfunction as well so then you have to monitor and it's not yep. like don't stay in a, in a room for two weeks it's just mm -hmm. you know day one there's no tv yeah phone commence with 20 minutes and slowly progress and again with school you, they, they can't do school for the first month i saw one child um um i think it was a month he couldn't sit and sort of look for too long right about you yeah, the school week and then you reevaluate and you, you stagger so you have them go back two hours every other day and in the afternoon so yeah. that cognitively they can repair it so specific to each each client so they will get better if they follow protocol so what if they don't follow protocol and they are sitting here at night in the dark on the phone all night all day and the symptoms are being perpetuated right because of the light and because of the head being like this and because we're focusing, then they're nauseous for two days. Depression, anxiety increases, sleep deprivation. So it's, it's a huge cycle. Yes. You can tell their symptoms become worse. 
Yeah. So a lot of education and you go through the symptoms with them and like, here's some hands. Oh yeah. Show me your little, yeah. I like that. I like that one. That's a great one. Yes. Yeah. And I will put a link. I will put a link to this because I have it. Oh, wow. And so she's just showing me the return to play protocols, people, just so, and I know you guys are listening. The danger zone. Yep. And they can, you want to teach them how to stay in the safe zone and not, not to get in the danger zone. So eventually the safe zone becomes the normal protocol. Yeah. And they gradually go up the scale to readiness to go back to school, right? Yeah. There's significant symptoms, mild. Yeah. Hold it up. Hold it up higher. Yay. So mild, moderate. Okay. Got it. See, that's from St. Joe's. So there's lots of literature too. Um, yeah. And I, you know, maybe I'll put a link to St. Joe's as well. Um, so overall, um, can we, we have to do a conclusion here. I've seen a pattern in what you're telling me, Cindy. I've seen a distinct pattern of what you're telling me uh, over our three questions. You have told me to tell and help parents to get kids outside and play, right? That's the one thing you said, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. The other thing you, I've heard you say three times in three different answers was multi-cross sport play. Can you tell parents why that's so important again, just so we can leave them with why? Well, you just you literally want them to be healthy. So you want to elevate their heart rate. And if they don't like sports, you need to listen to that child. You can go public skating. You can go right. Right. You can go cross country skiing. You can, you can yeah, do tons of hobby sports. So they could just climb up the, the diving board and elevate their heart rate and get their core work and getting out of the pool. Take them to the beach. Definitely organized friends. So that's, that's just yeah. movement. If you really, really care about health, you need to get them out. And if your time's, really taken during the week. I mean, you have your weekends, you can yep. you have neighbors that you can hire to take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then prevention. you talked about prevention. Cause I know that there's an app that you speak of where it tells you every 30 minutes to just take a break. And we, we all need that. Cause that's me. Yeah. Start doing our- I lie over a large exercise ball because you can oh. get extension chin tucked. And I, I do and that as well. um and you know what i've tried to get these guys to do that and follow and it's all about balancing and modeling and and if we don't show them ways in which to balance the things that they're doing like flexion you know they have to come back and be into extension right i would say like pterodactyl i don't pronounce that properly but just if they can if you can teach them to get their phones to eye level yes use use them lying down so gravity can be eliminated and i would say like we you perfect teeth. We go to the dentist and get our teeth checked, except we don't have our muscle imbalances checked. And 27% of children from the age of 12 to 18 yeah. are injured. So really? Injury, that is very high. We're actually talking about um, they want to do more surveillance and have... Um, In England, they do that, eh? Every sport can go into a bank of information and know this is what you need to prevent. To, to prevent somehow. that injury, yeah. Train their children as a baseline. Well, that's, that's amazing. In Canada, they're creating. Okay, so we have here three three tips that we're going to give parents to leave with. Get our kids outside. Definitely balance the phones that we don't see. Gaming addiction, phone addiction, because with that, you said came text neck, uh, different types of hand issues, right? What did you call that? You called it text thumb or oh, something? Yeah. Yeah, you get text, text neck, and then you get the Corvin's injury, which is. Gamer's thumb. Yes, gamer's thumb, which I know a kid who did that. 
Um, and we actually should be monitoring them and helping them to choose a sport that they like. I think that's really important because if they choose a sport that we choose a sport for them, they'll actually eventually hate it and get out of it. Right. So it's better to just listen to our kids is what you're saying and put them in all the sports they like, not just the one that we want them to be in. That's, that's what I hear you saying children to play at the level that they're capable of it's so exciting if they love house league and I, so I think it's that. I just want to no, see kids no. active no my son played more competitive hockey yeah so, I mean you can balance out life because it's, it's hard if yeah. you have one or three kids playing high level sports it's a balancing act and you also have to monitor what what does your like one kid for instance all, all of mine are pretty competitive as well but one kid just loves one sport so much. He doesn't care what level he plays it at because the other ones he wants to go higher. Right. But he just won't give up that sport he loves. And so you so, play multi-level all, all three of yours. All, all of them. Like there are competitive, competitive, swimming, competitive. Uh, they play amateur golf. Like they're great golfers, but they're well, right. They golf it, it, and they play tennis and they play, well, they go fishing and they do basketball, volleyball, and the other one, he, I can't stop the middle one from doing anything. Like, and the youngest one, he's just an amazing athlete, right? So you really have to figure out where each child is. And we know where each child is and what they want because one one doesn't, he's like, no, I don't want to play like, you know, double uh, A hockey mom. I just want to play with my friends. Okay. And that's well, I met your at a race with your family. And I just thought, how lovely is that? mother and a father okay but did you see who beat who in that race <laughs> i think i think the littlest one beat everybody <laughs> it was a, what is that a 5k race and he did it in like 24 minutes and he'd never done it before i'm like and my son did it with pneumonia and the other one is a, a swimmer she's like i can't run i'm like they all beat me because i ran with a friend who was, a, who was injured but we just stuck together because it's just support right and they wanted to run with that. You know, the guy who was in the suit, the dinosaur guy. <laughs> I love that guy. He's super supportive. I find I play competitive soccer and did a lot of marathons. I yes. just I'm learn and have fun and develop. And I just was saying to my so daughter, coaches, I mean, they're pretty consistent with all the team and they have high expectations. And I just said that you're developing. And if you love it, you're going to keep going year after year. And if, if you, don't this is just about enjoying yourself meeting people being super healthy yeah so cindy can you tell people we're going to end here um where you work and your location and tell everybody where you are and what you're doing so i'm a physiotherapist and i'm also a certified personal trainer and i do acupuncture i do mat pilates not not your pilates so i work <laughs> at wellness so it's more of a wellness approach to getting better so lots of muscle imbalances you concussions and MSKs stimular yep. as well it's becoming more prevalent so it's in north london at 616 tenant ave and i added the link as oh well. nice thank you because we're going to put it all together for you anyway and saying okay why is this happening so let's get to the root of why do you have tennis elbow why do you have gaming is it coming from the neck or is it coming from your core when you're taking mm -hmm. so looking at the puzzle and figuring out what you need to get to the root cause. Well, I would guarantee that if anybody went to Cindy, they'd be feeling better. So thank you, Cindy, for being here today. And we'll hopefully be in another interview somewhere uh, down the road, I hope. Thank you for joining me today at the table with Larissa. 
I'm going to keep exploring all the reasons why children are having more mental health issues, speech delays, and on their phones 24-7. Parents, it is our responsibility to raise happy, productive humans. If you wish to come on the show, just contact me off my website, where you'll find courses, articles, group support, and more. Just sign up for free, or you can follow us on Instagram. Here's hoping your family stays balanced and happy.